Hey mamas, happy Monday. I am in the midst of massive chaos as I record this episode. And it's perfect timing to share this little story to start off this episode because today we're going to be talking about time management. And I know some of you are probably laughing thinking that's not even a thing as a mom, but I promise you I'm going to give you guys some tactical tips to take away today. Um, But I have to start off by telling the story that it is just mind-blowing what has happened in my life in the last 30 days. No kidding, literally the last 30 days. So we are about to move. Our house sold within a couple of weeks. We bought a house in a couple weeks after that. So on August 4th, we had none of this going on. And today as I record this, which is September 13th, We've sold a house, we've purchased a house, and we have two closing dates coming up. (laughs) So in the midst of all of my chaos right now, time is limited. Time is scarce. And my house is 0% packed up. We have appraisals and inspections and um, trying to run a business and obviously being a mom and trying to keep my head above the water. It is madness right now. But at the end of the day, It's everything I've ever dreamed of. Like I'm building something and I'm building this life that I'm so freaking proud of. And while time is limited, I am still finding ways to prioritize what's important to me. And so that's what we're talking about today. We're talking about time management. Like I said, I always pick my episode content based off of what you all are telling me that you need. And everybody always says, um, I, every every Sunday, I always post on Instagram stories, like a screenshot of my week and how it's all planned out and color coordinated with my iPad. And I am all things organization. And the reason that I'm all things organization is because if I'm not, life is left up to chance. <laughs> There's a lot of things that I've had to adjust in the last 17 months to get to a place right now where I am still finding time for myself. And so, like I said at the beginning of this episode, a lot of you are probably thinking to yourself, is time management even a thing as a new mom? Can we actually manage our time? Can we take back our schedules, still find ways to prioritize ourselves and still get enough sleep, right? Can we find ways to stop skipping meals, do things that bring us joy, get us out of the house, or maybe even take an hour or two of a break? Ladies, I need you to understand something. You can it's 100% possible. It takes practice. It takes flexibility. And it honestly takes putting any sort of type A behavior on the back burner. And I'm telling you, it's not only possible, but it's necessary. And I'm not trying to toot my own horn here, but this is my passion. I am obsessed with all things organization and ways to make your life easier. I am the queen of trial and error, things not going my way meltdowns, and standing back up and figuring it out again. I am the person that has like 14 million planners, I love calendars, and I love morning routines. And I truly believe that the only way to be the best mom that I, Kelsey, can personally be is to ensure that there is time for me within every single day. So in this episode, I am going to teach you how to do that, how to put your priorities first, how to make time for yourself again, and how to get everything that you want to get done, not just in a day, but also in a week, in a month, and even a year. The thing, maybe some of the things I tell you today will be helpful. Some things might not be helpful, but I am telling you that they're going to change your life if you allow it to. So let's start this episode with some straight truth. And I hope you guys give me permission to be blunt with you. 
Okay. There are four things I have to say right off the bat. Number one, you actually have way more time than you think you do. Number two, you're probably not managing it very well. Number three, that's understandable because you're a mother. And number four, I'm going to help you fix it. Look, as a mom, you have seemingly endless responsibilities, and it can often feel like time slips away faster than sand in the palm of your hand. And that's especially true in the really, really early months of motherhood. I can't believe that I have a 17-month-old daughter right now. Time freaking flies. And I'll tell you right now, the reason so many of us are failing at time management is because it's really easy to do. It's really easy to fail at time management. All you have to do is to try to do everything for everyone, especially your little ones, never have a plan and never give yourself a single second to yourself. And then bam, you've achieved your mission. You failed, right? And the thing is, is that was me right after I gave birth. I had a C-section and people were at my house and I couldn't even wrap my head around the rest part. You know, I just had my body cut open to get a baby out and I was still trying to be available to friends and family most of which really wanted nothing to do with me, but just wanted time with the baby. You know, Sutton needed me every two to three hours or more. I wanted to be with her 24-7. I had a business to run. The dishes were piling up. I felt like I was drowning, y'all. I was drowning fast. And I don't know if any of you are thinking, that is me right now, Kelsey. That's me right now. Look, like I was stressed. I was frustrated and it showed every single day. I was so emotional. I was moody. I was not as productive as I used to be. And there never seemed to be enough time in the day. And I was literally always exhausted. You know, I cried a few times because that clearly wasn't helping. You know, what I needed overall was change. I needed to change how I was managing my time. And maybe some of what I just said sounds really familiar to you. Maybe you're in the heat of this right now. Maybe you're trying to do too much and you're sacrificing quality just to be present. I need you to listen to me today and hear me out. You may be superwoman, and I'm going to tell you right now, you are superwoman because you're a mom, period. But you're going to stay super freaking miserable (laughs) until you truly understand two things, okay? First one. Not everything can be accomplished in one day and some tasks are going to have to wait. And that might be the hardest thing for you to come to terms with, but we can't control time. So we have to learn how to be productive with the time that we do have. Number two, you deserve to be one of your priorities every single day, right? So ask yourself right now, where is your biggest struggle when it comes to time management, okay? Where is that big struggle? Now, as you're thinking about that, and take some time. I mean, I know you, some of you might be listening in your car. You might be listening as you walk with the babe. You know, go take that. Whenever you go back, like write that down. Where are you struggling with the time management aspect? And then once that question's answered, now we can move on for the rest of this episode, giving you some additional tips on how to take back that time. So let's get started with a couple things that I personally do in order to take back my time. And I'm telling you for number one, some of you are literally going to roll your eyes the moment you hear it, but I told you I was going to help you and I wasn't kidding. So number one, you have to get up before the baby. (laughs) I know you're like, Kelsey, we just talked about how tired I was. I know. Believe me. 
I'm tired too. And I am the farthest thing from a morning person. And every single morning when my alarm goes up at 5 a.m., I swear to God, I want to throw that thing through a window. But I've adopted this mantra. In the moment my alarm goes off every single morning, I say to myself, if you do not get up now, your entire day is off. And I say it because it's true. Every single part of that sentence is true. And I'm going to tell you the truth right now. I had to become a morning person. I had to. When we get up with the baby, we are already screwed. They own us, right? We feel flustered. We feel behind. We're agitated. We're worried. We're a mess. So the best thing that we can do for ourselves is win the day before those little ones are even awake. Now, I do want to sidebar for a second and let you know that if your baby is not sleeping through the night or is still under seven months old, this morning routine one might not be for you just yet. You need rest, okay? But I do encourage you to add some of the habits I'm going to be sharing with you today into your daily routine during a nap time or something along those lines. Maybe your morning routine happens at night. But again, remember, if you're the last person on that priority list, something's wrong. So back to what I was saying in regards to the morning routine. I have to get up first, right? And I started doing this probably around seven or eight months after I had Sutton. And I did this because I was literally getting zero things done. So a couple of things I did to get myself into a morning routine is number one, I set my alarm for 30 minutes earlier. I don't, I didn't get crazy at first. 30 minutes was perfect. And I started gradually moving it up and putting the alarm away from your bed. So you have to get up and then putting a light on immediately wakes you up a lot faster. So I started with 30 minutes Then I gradually moved it up. The next thing I did is I decided what I wanted to do with those 30 minutes. This was not going to be time for me to scroll on Instagram. Honestly, I didn't even pick up the phone. I do some simple things that ground me and get me started for my day. You know, I drink my water. I let the dogs out. I make a pot of coffee. I'll do a 10 minute meditation. I'll do my devotional And I just, and I, then I'll read for a little bit before I start on some work things. You know, I make sure I ground myself before I take care of anything else. And then last but not least, when the baby wakes up, I'm at peace with that. (laughs) Okay. So I'm not stressing myself out. If I didn't get everything done, I turn my stuff off and I'm grateful that I had my, that time to myself. And I do that every single day. Now I do want to say in regard to the getting up early part is that communication with your spouse is key. This is one thing that I made sure that my husband was very aware of is that I told him, I'm like, I'm going to get up early and I leave the monitor with him, you know, so that way he gets up with her first and I can finish up with some Kelsey time before the day just goes straight up mom mode, right? So that is tip number one on taking back your time is if your baby is sleeping through the night or seven months or older, then make sure that you, then I would highly recommend getting up before the baby gets up. Again, when I get up with her, I feel flustered. When I get up before her, I at least have a start on that day. Okay, so number two, first one again, establish a morning routine, get up before the baby. Number two, get organized and plan out your week every Sunday. I feel like it's important for me to note right now that as I'm recording this, my house looks like a tornado whipped through it. And I just had some cleaners come a couple weeks ago to clean the house. I have to get back to my coaches. I have a giant pile of laundry that needs done. The high chair is disgusting. I need to clean the guest room. 
You know, I can see dog tumbleweeds down the hallway. <laughs> I Life is crazy, right? I'm not going to be able to get it all done. It's not going to happen. And the me before I had my daughter would have a coronary over that statement. But me now that I am a mom gets it. It's not about how many check boxes you cross off in a day. It's about deciding which tasks are most important and what can wait. So I have to get myself organized. And you, my friends, have to get yourself organized too. So here are some things that I do every single Sunday that I want to pass on to you all. So the first thing I'll do, I first, at first off, so you guys know, I use, like I said, I have like 30 million planners, but the one that has been sticking for me, and this is rare because planners don't stick for me, which is why I have so many of them, is a digital planner. I have an iPad, I downloaded the GoodNotes app, and then I downloaded a digital planner from Etsy. And so I will take that planner every Sunday and I write down every little thing that needs to be done that week. I'm talking everything from sweeping up the tumbleweeds of dog hair to doing the laundry to all the things I need to get done for my business. Anything that I want done in the upcoming week gets written down on that list. The second thing that I do once that list is made is I do something called the ABC method. And what this is, is it puts everything in categories according to importance. So for instance, my A list is my must get this done first list. So things on this list may be, you know, feeding my kid, because yes, that's on there, you know, working out daily, um, coach mentoring calls, working my business, meal planning, you know, for you that might be working your full-time job, accurately scheduling in sleep, My wellness is on my A list, okay? So things that are on my B list is basically the get to it when I can list. That would be the dog hair tumbleweeds, the laundry, cleaning the bathroom, wash the sheets, right? And then last but not least is the C list. And this is gonna be the it can wait until next week if need be list, aka mulching the yard or something like that, right? So I'm gonna go into where I go from there in a second and number three, But I wanted to make sure that you understand why I do this. It's because if it's not written down, it's not going to get done. So to recap that, again, I make a list every Sunday of all the things I want to get done, and then I prioritize them by ABC. What's most important to me, what I can get to when I can get to, and what is not going to be a big deal if I don't get to it this week. I categorize them. So now you would put it all together. And that leads me to number three. I want to just kind of, before I even get into what exactly number three is, which is basically creating the plan, you are, I'm going to show you exactly how I'd create my schedule. I need you to hear me out really quickly. This is subject to change. Okay. So now that you've taken the pressure off yourself, if you don't follow the schedule and that you're doomed and now you may never try this again, I want to tell you how you can take that ABC list and make it a plan for the week. So again, number three is making the plan. And I'm gonna tell you right now, it's essentially like a game of Tetris. And I'm so excited to share this with you because I'm obsessed with this. What you wanna do is you wanna go on Google and you wanna print off one of those calendars that has the time slots in it. So starting at 6 a.m. all the way to like 9 p.m. at night, if you guys know what I'm talking about, Monday through Sunday, time slots next to it. And so what you're going to see is that you, and you're going to grab, so grab some markers, grab some highlighters or whatever. 
I'm going to tell you exactly how I do this. The first thing you want to do is like grab a color or a pencil and put all of your non-negotiables in A-list items. Schedule them in. So these are the things that must happen no matter what. So you're going to be blocking off when you're at work, when you're picking up the kids from school, when you're going to be eating with your family, all of your appointments for the week, the non-negotiables go in one color. Then you're going to pick up a second color and you're going to schedule in the you time, right? That's going to be your morning work or your workout, your morning routine that we talked about. Maybe it's taking a bath. Maybe it's, you know, when you're going to sleep, like whatever it is for you, that's going to go into a second color. The third color is when you're going to schedule in your family time. So I'm going to tell you right now that yes, your family goes in front of your B and C list, obviously, because you want to make sure you're present with your family. And it is so important to me that my family is in my calendar because again, I follow my calendar and it's easy to overwork here or get myself flustered here, right? So when do you want to unplug and be with your husband? When is going to be the quality time for you and your babes? Pencil it in. I can tell you right now, if you look at my calendar, Monday through Friday at nine o'clock in the morning, I have it penciled off that Sutton and I are going to be going on a walk every week because that is time that is scheduled in for me and my daughter. So fourth color you're going to pick is where you're going to put your B list items. So all those things that you would like to get done for the week. And then last but not least, you have to look at your calendar and then you need to put in some of your C items. So if you can't fit them in anywhere, no problem. Again, they're C items for a reason. You can roll it over to next week. So a a tip I'll give you here is leave some gaps of time between tasks, right? You don't want to list tasks that that, you know, that to be completed at 1 30, 2 o'clock, 2 30, because you're leaving no room for error, right? Like, you know that life is not going to go according to plan and it might take some extra time to complete the tasks. But it, and even if like that doesn't use extra time for yourself, like you're a mom, you know shit's going to hit the fan eventually. So give yourself some grace. All right, number four and taking back your time. And this one is hard for me. It's my weakness. But the more that I lean into it, the more I realize I'm not the only one struggling with it. And so number four is asking for help. So here I am with my schedule, crossing off all my boxes. But most days, I am the same as everyone else out there. I'm exhausted. I need a second. I need an extra 15 minutes at work. Or Sutton gets up in the middle of my workout. It happens all the time. And there is this attitude floating around out there that a mom who can't do it alone is failing as a parent. We all know that's ridiculous, of course, right? But it doesn't change the fact that it happens all the time. A new mom will fear reaching out for help because she's worried she's going to be judged for it or that she's failing her baby or she's selfish for needing a second to herself to regroup. So many first-time moms, myself included, will set impossibly high standards for themselves. And then when things go off the rails, they think like they, they, they failed, right? Like, does anybody feel me here? But here's, like, the truth is, is that we can't feel bad for asking for help. We've all heard the saying that it takes a village, and it does. Whether you have a spouse or family or friends, it does take a village to raise a child. And you know what? It's better for the baby if there is a village, I am so guilty. I I am probably the last person that should be speaking on this exact topic because I'm so guilty of doing everything on my own. But I'm also very aware that by me refusing to let anyone else care for my baby except me, 
is setting up my daughter to mistrust anyone but me, right? And I hate to, I hate talking about it because it's my biggest fault. I know I want to like smother her for the rest of my life. I love her so much. But the thing is, is that if I'm not letting anybody else take care of her, she's going to be very, very set in her ways. And again, I'm going to be extremely exhausted. So how do we ask for help? So first things first, give up the guilt, right? If you were meant to do it all, you would be a wonder woman, not mom. There is absolutely no failure in asking for help. And if anything, you're doing a good thing for the baby by letting other people help you. We just talked about it. So that's number one. Get rid of the guilt. The number two thing, when someone offers to help you, don't shrug it off. Give them a job to do. I actually, last weekend, we went to meet um, a couple of friends out to watch some college football. And one of my friends was like, I'll chase after her for a while. And I was like, okay. (laughs) And that is very much not like me. The thing is, is that I will continue to kind of push myself back in and be like, oh, you don't need to do that. And I'll feel bad. But if some, she willingly was like, I'll chase after her for a little while. You sit down and eat. And it was like the best thing ever. So the thing is, is that like, it doesn't have, it can be that small or it could be like someone watching the baby while you shower, you know, it could be you needing someone to just take her on a walk while you do the dishes that have been sitting in the sink for three days, whatever it is, do not be shy for accepting people's offers, right? And the thing is, is like the offer is not going to keep coming. So make sure that you allow them to do it. And the last thing is make sure that you are letting your spouse do some of the work, right? And I talked about this. I'm going to be doing a really in-depth conversation on this probably in the next couple weeks about letting them be dad, but I'll just kind of preview this really quickly. You might be thinking to yourself, what do you mean like let my spouse help? Of course they should be helping. However, I am the worst and I will also admit this, that we can have impossibly high standards for them. And when then we hover, right? I don't know if any of you guys do this, but I do, you know, especially at the beginning when Zach was doing his thing and I would just kind of be hanging out. It's basically the same thing as telling him that he can't be trusted to do it with my body language, right? That's, that sucks. So your spouse is not going to own their role if they don't think that they're going to be able to do it without being micromanaged. So ask yourself, like, where do you struggle the most when it comes to asking for help? Is it one of the biggest reasons that you don't feel like you can get stuff done, right? Just think about that. All right. And last but not least in the time management slot is this tip here. You have to be okay with saying no. Our time is limited. It's precious. Every second counts. So why do we become a yes woman the moment we become moms? It's like we enjoy stacking our plate as high as we can get it, and then we complain about it. And it's almost like I feel guilty for telling someone now, sure, I'll help you run a group. Sure, I'll train your team. Sure, I'll join your book club, even though I don't want to. Right? The truth is, is that every second that we spend doing something that doesn't fall within that A and B list that we talked about a couple steps ago is a second away from the people that are most precious to us. So I don't know who needs to hear this today, but it's okay to say no. Learn to decline invitations gracefully. Learn to decline extra projects that aren't required by your employer. 
Learn that it's okay to not be available sometimes. Say no to the last minute requests and interruptions. Set boundaries for yourself. If you don't want to go to dinner with your friend, break it to her nicely. If leaving is going to make you overwhelmed later, it's not worth it. The thing you have to understand is that most people will understand. We worry about disappointing people by not showing up. However, showing up unprepared, uninterested, and untimely is even worse, right? Or maybe even worse than that, showing up when we don't want to and then coming home and our babies getting the overwhelmed version of us as we catch up on everything we need to get done, I believe is even worse. So think about the things that you need to say no to also. So to recap my five tips on taking back your time and getting yourself together as a new mom and trying to figure out a schedule. Number one, establishing the morning routine. Number two is taking Sundays to brain dump all of the things that you need to do that week and then splitting them up by category in regard to most important things you'd like to get done, and things that can wait. Number three, creating the plan, writing everything down, taking out those markers and having fun and scheduling out your entire week and making sure every single little part of your day has some time. Number four, asking for help when you need it. And number five, saying no. If you can take if you can make a commitment to me on this podcast today that you're willing to give this a shot and go after what you want, I'm telling you right now, you're going to feel like a whole new human being. So, ask yourself those questions. Take some time to write this stuff down, right? Like ask yourself what type of morning routine that you would like to have. Write make that list create that plan. Ask yourself where you're struggling in regard to the asking for help part, right? What can you, like, why can't you get stuff done? And then also ask yourself what you need to say no to. Answer these questions honestly, create the plan and get to work. I'm telling you right now, you have the time. You have the time. You have way more than you think that you do. You're just not structured with it. And the moment you get intentional with it, It's going to be miraculous how accomplished you feel. All right. Hopefully this was helpful. If you got anything out of this episode, make sure that you tag me on Instagram. I'm at all things Kelsey. Share this with any other mamas that you think need to hear it. I I would love for you guys to create your schedules. Tag me on Instagram so I can see them. You all have an absolutely incredible week and we will talk to you next week.